Hello, and welcome to the All Dale Army podcast. Good evening. Episode of the All Dale Aren't We podcast. Bit of a bit of an emergency podcast here being called, you know. I think I think there's a lot of opinions that fans want to get across here, which which is what a whirlwind of a few days for the club, uh, leaving us in quite a difficult situation. I think emotions are quite high as well, so I think it's kind of good to get that instant that instant uh, report off fans and see what they think. I'm joined by Aaron. How are we? Uh, you know, could be better. It would be better if we weren't lost yet. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Glad I didn't make the trip down there today, but credit to the people that did. Uh, we're joined by two new members on the podcast this evening, and that is Dylan. How are we, Dylan? I'm all right, mate. They're ruining the Saturday as always, but you know. That's just standard procedure nowadays, so don't get it. Jacob, Jacob Thomas, Jacob Thomas for Prime Minister, JT, the J Meister. How are we? Uh, uh, I've had better days, but I'm okay now. Thanks for asking. Good, good. Glad to hear it well. Just before we get started, I just wanted to talk to you two, both of you, just to get a bit of understanding of how you got into supporting Rochdale and what your earliest memories are of supporting the club. Uh, I'll start with you, Dylan. Yeah, so um, early as I can remember, really, my dad got me into it. Um, I remember that um, my mum wasn't very happy when, we was young, when I was younger, when we went to um, Wembley in the playoff because she got stuck with me because my dad went on a piss up. So I, uh, <laughs> I missed the playoff final, but... I can remember everything after that. Um, some good days, um, but you know, for me, I think it's been a decline really as a Dale fan. <laughs> it's only got worse, not got better. Um, but yeah, been in the Sandy Lane almost every Saturday for the last give or take eight years. So yeah, I like to think I'm one of the um, one of the hardcore. Yeah, you're a diehard fan, and that's what I like to see. You know, there yeah. come rain or shine, and that's that's true support. I, I, obviously, we all appreciate that, and long may it well. I'd say long may it continue, but with the way things are going at the moment, Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah, long may it continue. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll see, we'll see. And uh, JT, just the same for yourself as well. Uh, I, I got through Dale through my family. Really, my dad took me to my first Dale game in 2010, Free uh, All versus Swindon Town. Oh, uh, that'd have been nice today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good timing actually. But yeah, my, my granddad, he, he went watching Dale. Uh, my granddad was actually there for when they got promoted the first time uh, a long time ago. And uh, my uh, my great uncles are uh, a massive Dale fan as well. So yeah, just just through family really. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, that's 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 really good to hear. Similar similar probably stances as most of us, you know, through family and being brought to watch games. You kind of get the bug, and then you can't not stop going, despite how shite we can be. And how bad we are at the moment. Um, yeah, so we had actually already um, recorded an episode a few weeks ago. Sadly, there were some technical issues with my audio and the episode didn't get published in the end. I probably dallied around with it too long. And by the time I could have uploaded it, I think it was a bit, you know, in the past. So don't want to touch too much. Podcast. But obviously, we've got to talk about the form, you know, start of the season. I think we all came in with, with a lot of options. Season, you know, um, recruitment on paper had looked good throughout the summer. Um, you know, uh, a big turnover of players, but I personally don't think that's much of an issue. You know, club like Rochdale and lower league teams, that just tends to be the norm that, you know, we have to sell players to survive and move players on and chop and change the squad. And that's just the way it has been. 
so yeah, going into the season, I was I was optimistic for a good start and you know kicking on and maybe give, giving Stockdale that second chance and seeing where it went. Quickly, that was absolutely crushed after twenty minutes of the opening game of the season uh, against Crew. Of two 0 down after twenty minutes, and then they was bossing us all over the pitch. Um, yeah, so it, it was a hard, hard watch. Could have been three 0 really. Granted, we did get ourselves back into the game um, in the second half, but that's probably the only game up to this point so far that we've even looked remotely competent and looked like we knew what we were doing. Um, and since there, it's been a <laughs> a very rapid decline, apart from one cup appearance. Just casting your minds back to the crew game, JT, just want to get your opinions on it. Well, it was the worst start that we could possibly hope for. Um, coming, coming off a fairly average pre-season, yeah, we beat some National League sides, but when we played against those better sides, uh, Port Vale, even Burnley, behind closed doors, uh, we, we didn't really get, we, we didn't really get, we didn't win or anything. So I think... It, for me, I, I didn't really have much optimism going into the game, really. I thought recruitment was fairly average. But, yeah, going 2-0 down in 20 minutes, it was horrible watching it. And um, there was a very negative energy from the start. We, we didn't create much. We were second to every ball. But then in the second half, yes, we played better, but I think Crew just set up to sit back in the second half and hold on to a two-goal lead uh, away from home. Yes, we, we got a goal back, but apart from that, um, the ball missed a few chances. But yeah, it was um, it was a very poor performance and um, quite disappointing, really, because uh, I think I think we could have got something from that game. Uh, the Rodney goal was good to to Marnie, nice pass, a decent finish from Rodney. But yeah, it was um, not not a very good start. No, no, and I think I think it's a really, really big shame to be honest. You know, with how things have gone since then. We are going to obviously dive into further performances, but you know, there was such an optimism going into this season. You know, with you know us repelling the the hostile takeover. You know, the creation of the overcoaters to build an atmosphere in the sandy, which has been really good, um, regardless of what's been going on on the pitch. I think that's been one of the, probably the shining lights through what we've seen so far. But it, it was just such a negative negative start to see us kind of revert back to type straight away in the first game. You know, as I say, as we were saying, you know, second half we looked better, but I don't know how much of that was just crew managing the game well um, and sitting back on what they had. And uh, to be honest, as much as it annoys us, we'd all, we all thought we'd do this. We'd, we'd all want Rochdale to do the same thing, really. Um, yeah, Dylan, what were your thoughts on the opening game? Oh, well, before the game, I think uh, the place was buzzing. Um, the Sandy was buzzing. Uh, you know, players coming out and then half time we find ourselves 2-0 down. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was an absolute nightmare. I think it was probably the worst start Stockdale could have dreamt, dreamt of, but obviously I don't think he meant, you know, he, don't, he didn't want us to be 2-0 down. Um, and then Rodney's goal, good finish in the end. Um, I think he's been the biggest threat this season so far. I don't know. We haven't really got anything. But, he, you know, he started the season off well. With the, with the goal. Says, it, says it all when you think Rodney's been the biggest threat. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Um, you know, he scored, is it two? Yeah, it's something two. like that. One, it's got to be two. The, one in the crew and then one in the in the Burton yeah. game. Oh, well, two out of the three. So, he's our highest scorer. He scored two-thirds of our goals this season. That's that's a, that's yeah. a stat for you right there. There you go, then. And if you've watched our games, you know, Demante Rodney isn't, hasn't been the best. Um 
So if, if that says anything about the rest of the team, then so be it. But yeah, that, that game, I think it was a... I didn't really get my, my feelings in the way of that game because I thought it was a, you know, maybe a, I think a bit of a, you know, a, I don't know, maybe look at the game and go into the next one and think, you know, open. Well, it, it's an opening day game, isn't it? You know, exactly. and, you know, opening day games can provide shocks and, and results that maybe you don't expect. You know, they can be looked at very differently in isolation. And you could look back at that at the end of a season and say, wow, what were we panicking for? I don't think that's the case with us at the moment, but, but no. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's what I thought at the end of the game. I thought, oh, well, first game of the season, you know, obviously I didn't want to be bottom of the league, but it was, you know, what can you do? Um, ever since then, it's been a bit of a downfall, really. Yeah, and it's carried on very much in that vein since. Um, Aaron, your thoughts, just touching back to the crew game? I mean, literally from the moment Ewanks Landau gave away that foul, I just went, oh, shit, here we go again. You yeah, know, that led to the uh, that led to the goal. Because it's yeah. as soon as as soon as that goes, and you just think, right, well, all optimism's gone again here now. Because if we can't fucking learn the basics of defending set fucking pieces, then you know it's going to be a shit season again. And look where we are now. No, yeah, I mean you're you're absolutely right. Um, it's I don't even know what to say about it. To be fair, it's very tough to see the way the way it's been going. And, we wanted to see improvements. We wanted to see to things to things to get better. Um, but I left that. I left the gate. I left the ground that day. You know, just feeling deflated again. Feeling like we were just repeated. We, we were back to square one. Back to square one like last season. Same things happening. You know, and you want you want to have that optimism going into a season. But like I say, it all just been sapped after the first the first ninety minutes of football. We we moved on from that game obviously into the Gillingham away game. I don't believe any of us actually went. Um, I'm assuming we all saw the highlights of what was a poor game. Very little, very little happened, albeit that their goal was offside. But from what I can understand, it was a, a very, very poor game to watch. Um, you know, short of short of real quality. I don't think we really ever threatened or looked to see that we were going to be do. We, we were even going to challenge um, to get a goal or anything. Um, it was tough, but yeah, JT, what did you think on it? I think it was just a continuation from where we left off last season and where we um, we, we left from that poor result. At Crew going 1-0 down in 10 minutes. Yes, the goal was offside, but there's there's no way in this world that a, fight, a player that's 5'9 should be winning um, winning battles um, from, from a cross or a set piece or whatever. And, um, it's kind of been the story of the season, really, with the set pieces. Uh, and then, We've yeah. conceded, what is it, three out of the opening, well, out of... Four, four, five four, games. We've conceded four, five, including the offside one at Stevenage. So it's it's becoming a recurring problem now. But can, away from home, yeah, it's never going to be easy. Going one 0 down in the first ten minutes, confidence is just going to drop. And then from what I've heard and what I've seen from little clips, we just, we just couldn't get the ball. We just couldn't create those chances. And then that's that's the problem once. What once this and when the strikers don't get the ball and they're dropping deep and then the, the whole shape seems to be messed up. So yeah, it was just a, another disappointing performance, which has been the story of this season, really. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Aaron, have you got anything to add on that? No, it's just you know you look at it and you think, right, well here we go, another set piece, and you know we don't do anything. We never do anything against Gillingham anyway. To be fair. So I didn't expect much, but I didn't expect it to be as bad as I've heard. And you know, you you just look at it and you just think, right, well, on to the next one. 
Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, moving, obviously, moving on. We have just had some technical issues with uh, Dylan. We are trying to get him back in, so we'll see how that goes. But for the meantime, we will carry on. Um, moving on from, obviously, the Gillingham game, it was the cup appearance against Burton. Burton had had an equally as bad start as us um, in, in their respective league in League One. And I think it was the first chance. Obviously, oh, I just wanted to talk on the, the fact of, obviously, the passing of Stephen Murray, a.k.a. Moggy, um, a cult hero at Rochdale, you know, did uh, did a lot of work for the club and a lot of charity work. Uh, and he's someone that will be will be sorely missed. Um, and we do, you know, we do hope that he rests in peace. Uh, yeah, what what a hero, what a guy. Um, obviously, will be will be sorely sorely missed by everybody. Um, so yeah, moving on into the Burton game, there was a, a real a real good atmosphere building up for the up for the game. We you know we want we wanted to do it for for uh, Moggy, you know, put on a performance and and try and try and progress into the cup in the cup like we have been doing for the past few seasons. And uh, the game, the game was, I don't even know what you'd call it. Um, for, for for most of the game, it was poor. It was poor on it was lacking on quality up until about the seventy. This was the, the, the second half. You know, Devante Rodney went through one on one, but he just took his touch a little bit too too centrally and uh, missed the chance. Uh, one-on-one with the keeper was showed great uh, acceleration to break away from the defence and you know get, to get into that position, but it wasn't to be. Uh, later on, as I say, after, after about the seventieth minute, we really started to push on. To be fair, and that's that's probably the only time those last twenty minutes where I've seen performance that was of standard that I'd expect throughout a game for Rochdale. Um, yeah, we got an amazing run on the uh, on the on the wing from uh, Abraham Odo, who broke into the box and managed to win himself a penalty. James Ball st- stepped up and dispatched a penalty. Uh, you know, did his job, did what he had to do, took it, took it well. Don't know what the celebration was about, and he probably needs to calm it down now after some of the performances he's been putting in recently. Um, you know, I, I won't be getting ahead of yourself just too uh, too soon, James. Um, and then we broke away decisively again at the end of the game. You know, pretty much carbon copy of the Deva- the first chance for Devante Rodney, and he took it on, took it on, ran past the defence, and slid it past the goalkeeper to make it two nil. And I think there was a real sense of optimism after that. You know, um, the atmosphere was great. The overcoaters, um, the banners, and everything that we had in place for the game—probably one of the best atmospheres I've ever seen in the Sandy Lane. And considering there wasn't even that many people there for the match, um, really good. But like I say, I couldn't read too much into it as Burton looked, just looked, they didn't, they probably looked as bad as we do at the moment. Um, but yeah, obviously, obviously happy to get the win. But yeah, uh, Aaron, what were your thoughts on the game? I thought we, you know, we started off pretty shit. KG, just nervous. You know, you lose the first two games by a goal and you just think, right, okay, you know, how can we improve on this? And they've done all right, come out and improved the second half, which to be fair to them, they have done a little bit throughout the majority of the season so far they have sort of improved a little bit in the second half but and luckily it's turned for us this time round and you think right okay you know kick on let's let's go with it now and obviously that confidence just hasn't stuck with them no you bang on there i mean i've seen us do it before i think i was talking in one of our group chats before that a few years a good few years back we did the same we had a really poor start to the league campaign under Steve Air, but somehow you know managed to do uh, be alright in the, uh, the opening cup games um, I remember we went to QPR in the second round when, this is when they were a Premier League side managed to get a 2-0 win but could we win for Toffee in the league could, could we act you know it just wouldn't happen um, this seems to be following right now but yeah uh, Dylan what were your thoughts on the, the Burton game 
Well, um, don't shoot me, but I didn't. I didn't go. I was working. Um, but I'm absolutely devastated. I didn't go now because it's our yeah one of the be- one of the best atmospheres we've had ever. I've missed it. Yeah, terrible. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I heard very good things. Uh, I watched the record at the highlights after, and you know, I thought, I thought, well, you know, we're gonna kick on now, um, and we haven't. It's just been a bit depressing around the club, hasn't it? Really. And oh yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll get into all that in a little bit. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. You put it. You put it perfectly though with like the Steve Air campaign as well, where we couldn't win in the league and like, we could win in the cups. I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one, really, isn't it? Yeah, it never seems to translate. You know, you thought you can be, you can be absolutely shit in the league, but you can somehow pull. I've seen it many a times of us uh, at the start of yeah, se- at the start of seasons. Um, but yeah, that's obviously not transpired to be since. Obviously, JT, you didn't go to the game either, I don't believe. Um, you know, those are uni commitments that you've got or work commitments. I'm not sure which one it was. Um, but what did you what did you reckon of what you <laughs> what did you see from what did you reckon from the highlights? Uh, it was it was from what I've seen um, on, on Twitter, and I think it was a much more improved performance from the previous two. We controlled the game. Uh, it was a positive that we weren't we weren't losing in the first ten or twenty minutes like we did in the last two games. So I think there was, there was positives to take from that from the first half and in the game second half um, going out um, going out there being more attacking. Adol playing well won won a penalty nice nice bit of nice bit of skill on on the wing wins a penalty nice finish from ball no look penalty and then Rodney with a um, the, the killer blow but um, there was one clip that really caught my mind with it and it was uh, I think it was Rodney uh, I think it was uh, I think it was for the second from from his goal his second chance where he, he just has the pace and the strength just to shrug off defenders and the power just to beat beat defenders and then it was a nice finish but that, that's what I like about Rodney and I think especially with the start of the season I think he's played quite well but he, he, he's dropped off a bit and um, the goals have kind of dried up now from pre-season and the the first couple of games. So yeah, <laughs> it's it must be hard for him to score goals when our team can't pass pass the ball two yards. So you know, <laughs> credit to credit to him to scoring two goals already. You know, I'm I'm, I'm fairly impressed. Um, yeah. So obviously, moving on from that, that, that moment, we had a bit of optimism moving into the next league game, um, which was a, which was a home game against Grimsby Town. Uh, this was a game that I couldn't go to, and I've not had a chance to see the highlights back yet. More so because of the fact because I'm just seething and I can't be bothered to watch it because it'll just upset me and annoy me. So um, I believe all 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 three of you went to this game, yeah. Yes. I was there, yes. So yeah, I'll let I'll let you do the breakdowns for me on this one. Um, so yeah, uh, JT. From what I can hear, it was an improved performance in the first half, but the second half lacked lacked everything that the first half first half had. Obviously, we didn't get a goal in that first period where we could have scored. We apparently could have scored a few, um, but same old story. Set piece, goal, you know, and we're going home crying again. Yeah, um, it was. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching in that first half. It's like it was like the Burton game completely just turned the season around. And we actually started to play football. We started. We were creating a lot of chances, but it was just that in in the final third, we just we were so poor. We were, it was shots off target. We, we, we should have come in at half time about two or three goals up, maybe even four. So I look back at it now, and I was just it's just I keep, I keep saying it, but it's disappointing because Henderson, um, 
Rodney, uh, I think Ball missed a, missed a chance, I can't remember. And then in the second half, it was Sinclair, uh, Sinclair smashing one into the cemetery. And it's, it's just not good enough, honestly. That the, the quality up front we have at the moment is absolutely dire, honestly. It's, and on, on paper, you look at the goal records and, and they're not great. Like Sinclair couldn't, hasn't, hasn't scored many goals throughout his career. Durante Rodney, not really known as a goal scorer. Um, so yeah, it's it, it, I, I don't know what to say really. And then it was it was just the icing on the cake with the set piece. Really, I would have liked to think we would have done a little bit of preparation for the Grimsby game because Grimsby midweek leading up to that fixture, they scored f- um, two goals from set pieces, I think, or three goals from set pieces midweek. And set pieces have obviously been our strong, uh, our weak point, sorry, for the last nine months. Strong point, so I, I thought about to say, you must be joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, weak point, sorry. And um, yeah, it was just, it, it was just, it was written in the stars, I think, to concede the set piece and Luke, Luke Waterfall, danger man for um, Grimsby, scores a lot of headed goals uh, from centre half. So, yeah, um, it's it's just not good enough, really. And uh, yeah, it's the set piece and set pieces being the talking point. Yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I obviously don't know what we what he's well what he had been doing on the training ground. You know, it's been our Achilles heel for so long. Not not just Stockdale; it's been on the previous managers as well. I don't know how we go out and and maybe it's this. Maybe we need we need to get away from this zonal marking. I, I think that's just not working at all. It's evident to see. Um, it's not effective at all. Players don't look like they know where to be or where to go, and they always seem to find a, a free a free space and you know get the goal. Obviously, uh, I was absolutely seething when I saw it come through that we that we'd scored. I just couldn't even be bothered to say anything at the time. I was just so angry, so annoyed, so just just disappointed. Just I just I don't I don't even have words for it really. But yeah, uh, Dylan, your thoughts on it? Uh, I think. Leaving Spotland on that Saturday, I think I was probably the most disappointed I've ever been. One one up there, you know, it's it was just a bit of a I was so optimistic after the Burton game. And after that first half, I thought, bloody hell, you know, we could be like three or four nil up. And I think Grimsy must have gone in and think, Jesus, how, how are we not four nil down? Um they were counting the blessings at half time and then they come out and they they blew us away. Um I think it was almost as if Stockdale said, right, you've earned your wage for the week. You've just got to play 45 minutes now, you know. Um, and it was like, again, set pieces, um, sloppy passing. It just looked like they didn't want to be there. Um, and after the Burton game, I thought it was quite shocking um, how we can win 2-0 there and then turn up, play a brilliant first half. And then second half, it was almost as... As if it was a completely different team. I don't think there's any chemistry in that team. You know, I know it's a new set of lads, and you know, we, I don't. You know, I don't buy that excuse. So new set of lads yeah. stuff because everyone's know, yeah. in the same. Everyone's in the same boat. Yeah, exactly. You've you played a preseason, and how many games are we into the season now? Four, five. Yeah, yeah five, five. Well, this will, next week will be six. Well, Tuesday will be six. Right, exactly. So, you know, I, I, I it, yeah, it, they didn't look like they want to be there, and it was a a real. You know, blow because, especially to the fans as well, because you know we're, we're getting behind them, we're putting out in the hard work, getting the fans in, and whether that be an older fan base or the younger fan base coming in now, and it's well, if if they're if then getting that every week, then 
why are we why are they going to bother coming back when they've got the likes of City and Arsenal on TV? Like Arsenal. Hey, Arsenal. Hey, they play that, right? <laughs> I know, I get it. And listen, they're my. Se- I'm not going to deny it. Like as I always say, they are my second team. But it's, team a random one, it's a random one to put out there. The oh yeah, but the Premier League. You know what I mean? Like we've we've got a lot of competition to fight against, and I think it after that second half performance, I don't think a lot of people will come back. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not too sure who's in a worse boat. United fans or Rochdale fans. I, I think we're probably just as, as screwed as one another at the minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. After, Aaron, after that, um, after go on, goal, go on, go on. Um, even if it was four or five minutes early, I think oh, that was the first time I ever left early. Um, as soon as he, I literally said to my dad next to me, I went, they score this, I'm going. And they scored. I went, right, see you later. And just walked off. Yeah, walked that, listen. I do not blame you. Look, listen, as, as as fans, all of us, we 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 spend our hard-earned money to go and watch it, and the least yeah. we expect is to be entertained. And as much as we say that, you know, we want to see a performance, and don't get me wrong, we do want a performance. We do we want to see wins. It's been far too long now. It's been far too long. It's been far too many seasons of mediocrity. We're now in a division. We're now in a division lower. We expect higher standards. I well, I expect higher standards of us. I've seen this club be a, be a be a stable staple League One club for majority of the past ten years, and a good half a good half of that time has been you know a competing League One side, and to be put down well to be dropped down into this league and some of the performances and crap that's been spewed up over the past season and a half, it's just simply not good enough. I've left so many games like uh, early last season or uh, and and this season. Because I just can't be bothered with it. I just can't be. I can't sit there and watch utter crap. And I and I'll get people saying to me, "Well, go and support one of the big clubs." I don't want to support one of the big clubs. I support Rochdale. I, I want to support Rochdale. I want to watch Rochdale, but I want to be entertained and I want to see games of football won, not draws, not losses. Simply that. Um, Aaron, sorry about that tangent, but go on. Yeah, I mean, I think. For a lot of it, the decision making was so poor. You know, all the forwards that we had on, they were just lashing at the ball. Hope it was like a hit and hope type situation. I know Henderson had done it once; he was at the edge of the box. I know Rodney had done it a couple of times, and there was a time as well where he could have played in uh, Tyree Sinclair, and he just decided not to, and he decided to take the stupidest shot I've seen. So it was it was very poor, and it was written in the stars when it came out uh, when they came out in the second half that Grinsby were just going to fucking score you just know it with us you know last minute goals that's been another thing that we've been you know susceptible to for many years set piece goals another one obviously another massive another massive issue with us Um, yeah so moving on from that game I think the fallout then was where it did really start to turn with the fan base a lot of the fans at that point were really starting to get on Stockdale's back um, just simply wasn't good enough too much very much a very poor start to the league campaign uh, we moved into the game against uh, Stevenage midweek I didn't manage to go to the game but I did I did purchase it and watch it on iFollow and for a good 75 minutes I honestly could not tell you how angry I was at what I was watching 
75 minutes driving for the whole fucking night while you're sat there. Well, I know, I know. Listen, I know you you went there. I know, and and you know what, Aaron? You know, massive, massive credit to you. You know, you, 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 you are a real, real fan. Not that anyone's different to anybody else, but you know, to travel that distance in the in the vein of form that we we're in, you've travelled that distance to pay your again, pay your hard-earned money to watch us, and to just put out that pile of crap. Can well, I, I just say know. as well, Tom? Yeah, go on. I left my house at one pm that uh, that day. I yeah. got back home at half two in the morning. Exactly, and this is what we go through as fans. You know, that, that's dedication. It's absolute dedication to the club, and they're giving you nothing back in return. Nothing. But as I say, I mean, just to even dissect it a bit further, the first forty-five minutes, I, I couldn't even tell you what we were doing. It was like we were on a, it was like we were on a golf uh, golf range. All all that happened was back to our back line. They put us under pressure. We booted it long. Cameron John, Cameron John, every time he had the ball, it looked like it was a grenade, and he just wanted to get rid of it. And just smashing it up the pitch, nobody trying to play long balls up to Rodney, who's got a, a big, a big muscly centre half behind him. Just to no avail, couldn't even string more than two or three passes together. We're getting, we weren't, they weren't pretty on the eye. Don't get me wrong, Steve. The Stevens weren't pretty on the eye, but they were effective with what they did. You know, corner whipped in. What a surprise! A goal, Carbic, uh, Carl P- Piagiani, Oldham. Of course, he's going to score. Just obviously written in the stars for us. Uh, and I mean, at one point, I actually, I'm not even going to deny it. I did turn it off. I turned it off when they, when I thought they'd scored the second. Uh, I just literally took it off straight away to then find out that it had obviously been chalked out, turned it back on and, and carried on watching it. And for what was the last 10, 15 minutes, yeah, we had a bit of a go. We had a little bit more of a go. And, and Henderson, uh, Rodney with his chance, obviously, uh, Henderson probably should have done a little bit better to get on the end of it. But I don't blame him. I don't blame him for not busting a gut. No, nobody in this team is doing anything, anything to create anything. You know, they, they just look like they what they're doing. They don't buy into the formation. They don't buy into the tactics, nothing, none of it, none of any of it. And I think we were probably, and the only, the only guy that really comes out of any credit for me about these, these opening few games is, is Richard O'Donnell. Richard O'Donnell, he's single-handedly kept us in most of these games yeah. through save after save after save. And he must be looking around thinking, when are you, when are you fuckers going to help me? Like, because I can't do this every game, every week. It's gonna, it, it's it's gonna get embarrassing, and it, well, it did. It started to turn embarrassing this weekend, didn't it? Um, but yeah, your thoughts on the game, JT? No, it's just fucking shit, sure, really, isn't it? It's I, I, I couldn't believe it. And before Piagiani scored, there, there was a set piece almost identical to the goal that they nearly fucking scored off. No surprise. So I'm there scratching my head on that and watching it on I follow like what the, like. What are we doing? It like at Grimsby, Grimsby, Crew, Gillingham. We concede set pieces. This 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 Stevenage side have another threat from set pieces. Carl Piagiani. What would you believe it? He fucking scores a corner, and I'm, I'm I really do question. Well, I, I did question what Robbie, Jimmy Chan, the coaching team. What do they do in training? Because it, it, it's clearly, like, whatever they're doing in training, it's clearly not, like, being shown on the pitch. And it just looks yeah. like we just sit sit on our asses uh, midweek and then we just turn up for a game of football like it's Sunday league. It's, it's the, the standard has dropped so much. And it's 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 getting to the point now where this, it's just unacceptable. And I think, I think that's, for me, was really when, for me, that was, 
when I was thinking, right, he's got to go now. This is unreal. This, this, yeah. He's completely tactically out of his depth. He doesn't have a fucking clue. I'm convinced he doesn't even do training sessions anymore because it, it's just, I cannot believe it. And it is, we, we, we never look like scoring other than the, the Rodney um, putting it across the box of Hendo. It's lazy. I think the players have given up on the manager. They, 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 they just can't be asked anymore. They're not, they're not playing for him anymore. I think, I think they're they're probably delighted he's gone to be honest because of the stuff we've heard about Jimmy Shan with bullying and stuff like that with Cashman Charman. So I think I think it's um, just yeah I I I was just speechless really and I I, I was really I I still I'm worried of where our goals are actually going to come from and where are we actually going to pick up points. Uh, no, there's so many things to dissect from that game. One being the one being the the after match interview with Stockdale. Some of the things he was coming out with was just obviously a man that knew it was. It, his shit, ta- his, yeah, his time was well up. Fucking Stevenage, it's just I can't believe it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to ask to, but you just get the stats up. You know, we weren't even in the game of football. Yeah, we had a bit more possession in the second half, and it did end up being quite equal in the end. But we did nothing with it. We just, it was just sideways, backwards probing always just not enough on the pass here or there so object to watch such a poor performance and, yeah, I'm, I'm that angry I'm out of words for it really but but yeah Dylan what do you, what did you reckon I'm just about to say I'm glad I didn't watch the highlights uh, I was working so and I came out of work to see that we'd lost um, I went home and I didn't even bother Um I woke up in the morning, had me my brows on Twitter, and then that was it. Put it behind me. Um, like like it has been for a couple of seasons now. Um, you know, it, it is it's a nightmare, really. Um, I think what I've heard now and what you've lot have just said, it's it's not really fair on us lot. It, it never has been, but I think, like you said, his time was up, and yeah, he, he's gone now, hasn't he? Um, and I think that that performance was a poor way to go out. Well, yeah, there's never, there's probably never a great way for a manager to go out if they're going to no. get the sack. But, but I, I, I get the meaning of what you're saying. I mean, Twitter was a bloodbath after after uh, Stevenage. You know, I think that if the if the consensus was 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 well on its way for Stockdale out, it definitely was after the Grimsby game. You you yeah. could just it was evident with everyone. And I I mean, just touching back to you, JT, talking about the players not playing for him and, and stuff. I don't even think it's so much that. I just don't know if they could actually coordinate what he wanted them to do. I, I, I think they thought they were in for an easy ride under Stockdale and things would just click and work. You've got to battle in this league. You've got to work hard. You've got to leave everything on the pitch and you've got to give it 110% every week. And I think some of the players think they can just turn up 40% effort, 50% effort, or we'll get results. We'll get results here and there. I will. I'll keep reiterating, reiterating, reiterating the point. As obviously, I was on the BBC um, pre-match build-up today. That I think I'm we have. Well, well, I just thought I'd plug it in there now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't think we've recruited badly, but we are. And, and I will touch on this a bit further because I think it's left us in a bit of a situation. But now everything's got to be adapted to a new manager, and we haven't got much wiggle wiggle room there now at all. It's it's tough. It's tough. I think I think we have got good players through the building, but I just don't know what's going on behind the scenes with them. 
but it just doesn't seem like an environment you want to be in. I think the confidence is already on the floor. But yeah, Aaron, you were the only one out of us that went. You can talk to me in real detail about it. Obviously, we could hear the Robbie out the Robbie out chants throughout the game. It was honestly just shocking. I don't for the honestly for the first half. I don't remember much about it. I just remember I was conceding a couple of corners, and I just tra- I was still next to Travis and Travis like fucking Pierre Green. He's going to score here. We can see it. Sorry, then, what Pierre Green? It what? What? <laughs> Pepper well, whoever he played for fucking all of them, who gives a shit what he's called? <laughs> we relate to him. <laughs> you know, we could just see he was going to score. And it was written in the stars for him to do it. We saw the first chance he had and he missed that. And it was like, right, he's going to score any second. He scores and you just think, oh, for fuck's sake. And Clark as well. Honestly, we said in the game, whatever Robbie and Jimmy were doing, just doesn't work because Clark looked like a different player. Scored he looked so well, more up for it. Well, just to just to interject with that point as well, he scored today. Yeah, uh, we, all the all these can't be as bad as we think they could be because if they go on and have good well good careers elsewhere, something's clearly very wrong. He, yeah, he, he looked like he watched the score against us as well on on Tuesday night. It was just so obvious. I mean, in the second half, I sat there and I just shouted and stuff half the time when I, whenever the ball came up towards us, I was like, oh, look, we're going to our 37-year-old wonder kid and I was just shouting any random shit because I was providing my own entertainment by that point. I was so pissed off and just angry and frustrated, you know, that it was, again, another set-piece goal and the lackadaisical effort from, from our players and with that Henderson chance... A couple of years ago, Henderson would have put that away. But for some reason, we have the Henderson now who just doesn't give a shit and he's past it. He is not the same player. It is. I was thinking about this the other day. Henderson is pretty much like Ronaldo. He was brought back for the nostalgia and it's not worked. And now we're stuck with a 37-year-old who isn't the same person he was when he left. I agree. I think I'm the only one who's telling you on that, but carry on. He's he's honestly not the same person. Some of the he should some of the positions he had were just not Henson of old. He doesn't want to make the effort into the box. He's not the same person. And I said to Travis afterwards, the only person that can come off that pitch with a head or held up high was Ben Nelson. Ben Nelson was the reason we didn't concede more because he I, was I know, just I'd, there. I'd, I'd say I'd say Richard O'Donnell as well because he made an yeah, absolutely yeah. blind. Yeah. To be fair, O'Donnell did make a very good save in the first. Well, half. O'Donnell's going to be player of the month, isn't he? Let's yeah. have it right. Yeah, he made a very good save in the first half, but unfortunately, that was the save that led to. The uh, corner, the, the yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. It must be. I must be absolutely seething in that moment. I've just pulled off a wonder save to keep us in it, and you because can't even defend another set piece again. I mean, when we're chanting uh, Stockdale out though, from from that moment on, there's a guy stood next. There's a guy sat next to us saying, "Get behind the team." How can you get behind the team when that's the fourth game in a row where we've conceded another set piece? That's what by that point that was four games, four set pieces, two corners, two free kicks. What Listen, the fuck are we me, doing in training? you spend your money, you can voice your opinion however you want. As long as it's not a beat and you know 
unbe- unbe- un- untowards to somebody, I think you have you have an absolute right to to you know what's the word um, to express that however you like. Because mm. just because someone else wants to back the team twenty four seven doesn't mean you have to. We've been here. We've been in this situation. It's never been this bad before. But my God, if you're not happy with something, you spend your money. You can say it. Yeah, and it's... that's ultimately yeah, that's ultimately what I think. Mm. It, we are a far cry from that from that team in League One that we had under Keith Hill with the likes of you know Camps, Cannon, um, Lund. Lund, Henderson of old, Mendes Lang, from. What the fuck has happened? You know, like I said in the group chat earlier, I think from from those days, the club is rotten to the core because everyone has just accepted. So everyone's accepted something's gone wrong somewhere, and they've just gone well, I fuck think, it and let it drop. I think mediocrity has been accepted too much at this club now. I, I think we're just backpedaling back to the Rochdale of old. Or we're little Rochdale. We're, we're not meant to do anything. We're just meant to sit here and just kind of make up the numbers. I do want to argue the Hendo point with you, though. So before we move on, yeah, everyone says Hendo obviously he's passed it and this and that. To me, he is a Ronaldo, and I get what you mean. And you made a good point there with the return and the thing, you know, mixing it with Ronaldo. That's a good point. But what I would equally say is it's the same situation with Ronaldo when he's moved back. He's come back to a club that's in disarray. It's in disarray. The recruitment's not been right. Players can't even get the ball up to him to make these chances happen. I, I mean, consistently. With, with I, that I, don't, one, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know though, because the old Hendo, he would, he would bust the gut to win the ball. Yeah. He would, he would run and run and run and run. And that's how he's got all his goals for our club. And was now he, we're watching him and he's up there and he's just, I don't know. I really, but you're, but you're saying, you're saying he's pulling back into the midfield. To me, that tells me that he's thinking, fuck this, no one's giving me the ball, no one's making anything happen, so I'm going to have to come back and get the ball and make, try and make something happen because no one's intelligent enough to make something happen for me. Yes, yeah. obviously we've, not- lost play- we've lost players over the years, don't get me wrong, and don't be wrong, you're entitled to your opinion just like I am. Um, but even when we were on the decline, but obviously not as poor as it was, we still had players that could, you know, every now and then pick a pass out of nothing. I look back at the last season, Hendo was here. We had Aaron Morley. Yes, we all, we, a lot of the fan base, you know, boo, boo, booed him to high heaven. But he's what a player that he could, was. yeah, he's a player that could make something out of nothing. He was a young lad. I think a lot of the fan base put a lot of expectation on his shoulders, but people never remembered how young he actually was. We had players like Lund in the midfield. We had experienced pros at a better level, level of pro. Now, I mean, like I say, I think the recruitment's fairly decent, but maybe, maybe I might have to eat those words throughout the season. Maybe it's not been as good as I really think it really thought it was. You know, I look at Liam Kelly, yeah, great footballer, but and he's played at higher levels of football. Does he really want to cut it in a, in a, in a struggling League Two side? Probably not. He's a luxury player. You know, he, he can make something or nothing, but he's not going to someone who's going to dig in and get and get stuck in. Tamani, yeah, another one looks good on paper. Has, has been good elsewhere. Does he want to battle it out at the age of 36 at a, at a bottom end League Two club? Probably not. Players, players, players' effort will probably be on the floor at the minute. The confidence will be on the floor. Everything. I think with I think with um, Henderson though, I don't think we've signed him in in terms of like nostalgia or whatever because I think he, he's got the experience. He's played in League One and he's he, and he's played in League Two as well. He's got the experience of a number nine, a striker. The chances we had last season where um, Charman or Campbell would take that extra touch, Henderson would hit it first time and 
with um, last season where we were creating all these chances and all these XG stats, um, for example, Henderson would have easily got 15 goals this season. But this season... It's just not carried on, has it? The last season, which is simply, yes, Grimsby, we did create some chances, but as a whole... Uh, we didn't look like scoring against Steven. Yeah. We didn't look like scoring against Gillingham. But we hardly looked like scoring today against Swindon. You can't, you can't slam. You can't slam That's Henderson. Henderson's coming so yeah. deep. That's why he's coming deep, so he can actually create, get the ball and actually create uh, but, make something happen. But the, I can't remember which game it was. I think it was Crew. The bo- he got the ball in midfield, passed out wide, and we've made the run into the box. And Henderson's nowhere to be seen. He's still halfway between the box and halfway line. He's not bossed the gut to move forward. Again, that says to me, he doesn't care. He's not the same player. I wouldn't say he doesn't care. I think it's, yes, he left us, what was it, like, what, 2019 now? Um, was it 2019, 2020? I can't remember. 20, something now. like that. 2020, yeah. what, yeah. Been, cause yeah. been, he played in the Rotherham game and that were it. He left from there, didn't he? Cause he got you, 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 can, you cannot say he's a bad player because he didn't score for 45 minutes of a game where we played well. I'm not having it. That's, I'm not that's my, that's my that. opinion I'm just on saying it. he isn't the same player. He he's isn't the, the same player. season injured and obviously he's aged since his last spell at the club. It's, he's, he's, he was never going to be the same player. But I still, I think in terms of natural talent, in terms of finishing, I don't think that just disappears. I think he will get, I think he will break the record and I think he will crack on. I think he just needs maybe one one or two goals and and, and then his confidence is up and I think the whole fucking be... team needs one or two goals if and you, win if, then if, you, if, you, if you put him if you put him in the Salford side he will score goals because they will create goals. I know I'm just going back to the club that he was at but I'm just using the t- I'm using the team as a reference that have had a relatively well he's had a <laughs> has had a relatively decent start to the season. If you put him into any team that's had a good start to the season in league 2 he will score goals. I've got no doubt about it. He will. We're just not creating anything. We are so, so poor. It's unch. Well, we've been so, so poor. That attack and is it- absolutely dreadful. That, it, that attack is non-league quality. It is. Well, you have to look at it, you know. Break it down. Let's break it down. Uh, Campbell hasn't played yet, so I'm not going to slam him. But he looked all right through the games that he did play previous. Tyree Sinclair. Yeah, he had a good performance in pre-season. Pre-season again. He, he, he was on loan at Scumfort last season for the second half of the season. He did nothing. He did nothing. I'm not saying he's going to be... I'm not meaning that's going to mean he's going to be a bad player forever, but it's not really a high-calibre signing. Let's have it right. Compared to what some clubs will go and... Go, what some clubs will go out and do for business. Uh, Devante Rodney, yeah, he scored gold at Walsall, but that's probably... A, that, that was a mixture of pizza trophy games and league appearances here and there. He, he was injured for the whole... Pretty much the whole spell of him being at Walsall. I think there's a player in Rodney, don't get me wrong. Um, who else have we got up front apart from those? Charman, Charman, you know, he's raw, uh, uncut talent. You know, maybe the step up will be too big for him. But yet again, he's not been, he's not had that long to bed in still. And he's injured again now. So I, th- I think with, with you, uh, yeah, having a go at the attack, I think in terms of recruitment, it's been absolutely, I think it's been a shit show. Like you said, Therese Sinclair, awful loan spell at Scunthorpe, ne- never really got a run out at Mantle. Yes, he played a few games. Ryan Tullock, I never had a sniff at first team football. Ben Nelson, never had a sniff at first team football. Rodney, absolute disaster at Warsaw. 
he, he, he was shit. Hendo and, Hendo and Tumane, yes, um, is the conversation, but they are getting on a bit. Are they going to be the same player? Charman, he's a National League North striker. There's a reason he went from Newcastle Academy down to Darlington. ADY, he's shit. Max Taylor, he's played fifty percent of the game since he signed it. We've just thrown him a new deal. He's he, at the moment, well, uh, as Stockdale's in charge, he was our fifth choice centre back. Ben Nelson or Cameron John would go off, and Sam Graham would come on. Like Max Taylor, he's not even in the squad. Oh, sorry, that was another point that got me. He fucking threw. He threw. He threw. He threw one as a striker for the last thirty seconds. It's a joke. It is. It's a joke. And, and then you've got the Tavon Campbell, who um, in his EFL career, he's played over 100 games. He's only scored 10 goals. That's one goal every t- What's that? One goal every 10 games. He, he, he's, his return rate in EFL football is awful. Yes, he's been all right since he signed from Woking. And then you've got, and then you've got the players like Cameron Johnny who are just injury prone. Yes, he couldn't get um, the ground one in at Doncaster. I think I think the, the, the recruitment as a whole, Joel Coleman last year, he was shit, shit as well. It's it's absolutely abysmal, the recruitment, I think. And we're, we're really creating this squad that we're struggling in the National League. Last season's squad was miles ahead of this team. And I truly believe that it was down to Stockdale that we finished so poorly in the league. And I'm sorry, but that team with, I don't know, let's say a good manager who's got a good understanding of League Two was pushing for playoffs, 100%. No way, but no doubt about it. I, you know, you've got the captain, O'Connell, you know, and who's our captain this season? Ebanks Landell. I've, yeah. I've not heard any shouts from him during the game like O'Connell would. I've not seen him get into any of the plays when they make a mistake. He is not a leader, and I don't. I'm struggling to find a leader in that squad. It's ironic because we've signed Ebanks Landell, uh, Ebanks Landell, to solve the problem of maybe conceding from set pieces. If anything, we've got worse. He he was the one who gave away the foul in the crew game that led to a yep. set piece goal, and we're conceding set pieces every fucking game. It's a joke. But then, but then you've got a you've got a delve deep into it. What you know? There's a reason why we can't. We've got all these players on loan because we can't afford it, and we've just. Um, it, the club is in ruins. It's just we just can't afford to go and spend that money like anyone else would. Just before I lose the train of thought, and then obviously I want to move us on. I think you make a very good point there, Dylan. Um, I was having this conversation with my dad coming home from the crew game football yeah. in the lower league football. Our lower league football now is becoming more and more and more money based. And it's, as much as we don't like to say it, it, it is, is yeah. a development league for Premier League clubs. Yeah, that is what it is. Yeah. Because yeah, we'll loan them out. Right. We'll pay their half their wages. No, no, no doubt about it. You know, you had for even for us, Bobby Sanchez, Gavin Bazunu, they're the first two that come to my head, right? Bazunu started for Southampton today. Bobby yeah. Sanchez will probably start for Brighton tomorrow. And yeah, he will. And you know, we they were two brilliant players. I I fully believe again it was down to management. Um and you know, we get all these like this Ben Nelson, he's been on the bench for Leicester once. They're obviously looking to bring him into the first team and possibly, you know, or if not bring him into the first team, possibly gain experience and then sell him for a profit. Um, and we're that club that will happily take him when he's in when he's in this stage of his career where maybe he's not suited for hard League Two football. But what can we do? We can't afford it. We, you know, we've got to have them players and we've got to have that squad depth because it's a hard league. Injuries will happen. Um, and that's when we need to 
be the old Rochdale, I think, and fall on our youth. And that's it. What, what the youth the youth project has completely dried up. You know, yeah. you've got you've got Ethan Briley. Apart from that, I don't know what you look at. Yeah, you know, we used to be able to go every week and think, oh, I wonder if this player is going to get in. I wonder if that player is going to get in. I think Kiefer just Kiefer just throw players in at random and let them yeah, have exactly. a game time here and there. You you could you, you, like give him someone yeah. like Ethan Briley who who grew up with the club. You know, went to every game in the Sandy and he, he loves the club. You know, the club that gave him a chance and. Like you've got, I think, I don't want to say it, but I think we've got too many eagles in that team to be able to bring up through the youth. Because I think, yeah. I think a few of them players might look down on them youth team players and they might think, oh, these youth team players, they might think, well, I'll go to another club where I'll get game time or I'll go to another club where I get treated well. No, you're right. And the point, oh. and just, just touching finally on the point that I wanted to, obviously, what I was making is the fact that, look, I know they're probably a poor example at the minute. I've got no doubt in my mind that they will improve. You've got a team, you've got a club like Stockport. You know, they've got a, bit, a millionaire owner. He's apparently worth anything from 5 million to like 500 million. They don't know an exact price. They were in the National League last season. They were signing proven League One players. We've got clubs like Salford, who have you know, proven pedigree players for this level. How are Rochdale meant to compete with that being a fan? I mean, listen, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to get a lot of stick for this, and I don't, I don't care. It's just my honest opinion on it. It is fantastic that we're fan owned, and we've fought so hard to keep the club. But if we ever, ever, ever have any, you know, grandeurs or expectations of getting ever, getting any better, being fan owned will not work because we do not draw the crowds. We do not get enough people through the turnstiles to to, to for it to be an effective way even through the leagues. And Especially it just, if we drop into the national league as well. Well, yeah, I don't, we'll, we'll touch on to that in a bit, Aaron. I don't want to go too much off course, but that is ultimately it. How is Ro- how are Rochdale meant to compete with some of the clubs in this division anymore? Exactly. It, the, 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 the landscape of the, the English Football League from 10 years ago is completely different. Yeah, my mate touched on the point that uh, Bolton had a rough start to League 2 football. Um, and I said, you're joking. Bolton have got money. <laughs> Bolton, oh, yeah, Bolton could just go and buy who they want. They've, and yeah. they did. And look where they are now. I think the biggest example is Wigan Athletic. I think because the, 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 yes, they got relegated from the Championship or whatever, and then the, the two seasons ago, our last season in League One, they had an absolute shit season. I think they were bottom of the league for a bit. I think they only stayed up by. We what, beat them. We, we beat them. We beat them five nil. Yeah, we beat them five nil. Then drew three all at our place or whatever, or whatever. Um, and then next season that they've got. Fucking uh, who do they have? Yeah, they've, they've been bought Charlie by White, yeah, yeah, they've been bought by on the week. It's 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 that, that I think Wigan's the best example, and then they ended up going winning the league. Fair enough, they signed a load of top players, and then I I, I, I haven't been really following them in the championship this season, but I'm I, 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 I'm pretty sure I saw them one nil up today at some point. But I'm sure they'll do all right. And I think they've got a good enough squad and a good enough budget to stay up there. So I think Wigan is a really good example of it just being money driven at this point. Exactly, because the evidence is pure and simple to say they were in a massive administration issues. People don't listen, and as much as we sit there and we cry and go, "Oh, well, that's not fair," because they were in trouble last season, but they can't do that. Consortium came in from Dubai, some a Saudi country or somewhere in that region. They've come and bought them out, and they've just thrown money at it. What anyone says, you throw money at something, nine times out of ten, it will work. And a club like Wigan is is a more attractive offer. Don't get me wrong. And it's probably never going to happen to Rochdale, and it probably never will. But ultimately, that's the way football's going. And I was saying to my dad, 
that if 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 we carry on with the with the trajectory that we are, we will end up a national league national league side, and we will we will suffer. We will suffer seriously. I don't want to go too much more into that now because I am going to touch on that with you know stuff later on. Um, so moving on from that, obviously the Stevenage game. We did go off in a bit of a tangent there, to be fair, but it was really good to listen to, actually. Um, some really, uh, you know, raw, uh, uncut, you know, how it feels. Um, yeah, Robbie was obviously sacked after the uh, after the Stevenage game. The announcement was made on Thursday that he'd left the club. Very short and sweet statement. Obviously wasn't working, wasn't the right, wasn't the right choice, and we had to move on from it. Um, yeah, just wanted to get the general consensus. I'm assuming we all agree that it was the right decision. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I think it was the right decision. Yeah, right decision to be done. Too late. Yeah, too late, and we'll touch on that in a little bit. Too too much of a late decision to be made. Um, but ultimately, this wasn't just a decision based off four games that were making it out to be. This is a decision that's been based off from the start of last season to up until this point. It's not just a four-game rash, quick decision that Calvin Andrew was making it out to be. It's not like that. It's nothing like that. These players, and as much as you know, Calvin was a, a cult hero at Rochdale. Does he does he know the in and outings of, of what's going on at Rochdale? I, I, I don't think so. I don't think he does. That, that is an exclusive group. Um, I don't think we'll ever find out what's going on behind the club. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. We've, we've got we've got glimmers of it when Bottomley and Cole were there, but come on, we're we're never going to get a, a sniff of that. And I think it's. It's not down to Calvin Andrew to say whether it's not, you know, the cl- the board have made a decision. So I think we need to get behind the board and back that decision. Yeah, 1 million percent. So obviously we moved on from Robbie being sacked, moved into this weekend's game, obviously against Swindon. Um, a, bit of a, a bit of a bounce, you know, you know, new, new manager bounce that always seems to happen to everyone. Maybe not us, clearly. Um, you know, went with a bit of change of formation, tried to do things a little bit differently. But it doesn't fucking help you when you kick off and within 30 seconds you've made a sloppy back pass and they've scored. 1-0 mm, down. 24 seconds. I missed yeah, it. 24 seconds. Shopping at Aldi. Make, make, it, make it quicker. Make it quicker than that. You know, I'm not even going to dive into it. You know, I don't think any of us have watched the game today, but we all know what happened. It was just a thrown-together squad. No training, really. No idea of what they were implemented. They were just sent out and said, here you go, have a go, try your best, let's see what happens. We got, obviously got battered 3-0. It could have been more. If Richard O'Donnell hadn't made some of the saves that, I, that I'm hearing he's made, it could have been even worse. It really confidence is such a massive problem at the moment because if you look back at this season, Gillingham were what were one 0 down in ten minutes. In the we conceded in the first half against Stevenage, we were two 0 down against Crew in the first twenty minutes, and then against Swindon we go one 0 down. And the, the, these early goals, these first half goals, our heads just drop completely, and it kind of sets up how we're going to play and how the game is going to go. So it's it's such a massive problem at the moment. I think confidence, I thought I'd just get that point out of there. If, if, if you look at it like this, yes, we've had an absolutely abject start to the season. We really, really have. Swindon hadn't won a game. We gifted them a goal in 24 seconds. Swindon aren't Swindon the last season. They've lost a lot of players. They've got maybe a good group, but they... That's my worry. That is my absolute worry. They aren't as good as them look like world beaters today. The interview after the game, no, but the whole situation and how he just looks so damning. He's laughing about 
we've conceded in 24 seconds and the fact that it's a new record or something for an interim manager. Reading between the lines of what he talked about, it just seemed to me like all he was saying was, this has been thrown on me. It's an These players are interested. I've tried, them to, I've tried to tell them to go out and give it 100%, but that's all I can ask them to do because they're not good enough. They're not good enough for what we want them to do. And anything, that's just sending alarm bells ringing in my I have no now, if we don't beat Crawley next week, it's good night. It's absolutely good night already because a new manager's got to come in and work with these players and get them into a system. But a lot of these players won't even be players that he wants or will want to work with or get something out of them. He might be able to get one, but that ain't going to change it. Any thoughts anyone wants to add on that? I think Jim McNulty is a. I think his role within the club before becoming the coach today was player coach, um, and that's what he is. He's a player coach. He's experience. He's a coach. Stockdale was a coach, not manager. Uh, there's, there's a big difference between a coach and a manager, and obviously we can tell now. Um, like I said, I think Jim McNulty was probably the best choice. Um, he's probably the most senior lead in the club to be able to take the reins today. And in a way, I do feel sorry for him. <laughs> you know, he's got a team that doesn't really want to play together and I don't know what else anyone could do. I don't think anyone else could have done a better job today. With what I don't think he could. You know, when was it Thursday? Um, what what preparation is that? Um, I, arguably, I think it should have been... I think it should have been... Give him the game today, Stockdale. If he didn't win, and I think it should have been an agreement. If he didn't win, he was gone by tonight. Um, and then that gives us until are we playing Tuesday? We're not. Yeah, Tuesday. It's gonna be double figures. Well, yeah, choose Sheffield Wednesday. Sorry, yeah. That least gives us two another week until Saturday to sort it out. We've just got to be done in the league. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, have you got anything to add? Don? I mean, didn't Stockdale say himself in an interview at some point that he wasn't even a manager and he, he didn't even take control of the training sessions? Exactly. So that's something I've just reminded myself of. Another thing I want to point on quickly is that last season, I know it's a very little thing, but um, Stockdale, he, I shouldn't be able to be comment on this, but he, he, um, he dresses, you know, with his tracksuit and stuff, as like a coach. Yeah. This season, you know, you, did you not know he's dressing a bit smart, smarter? Yeah, as a man, more as a manager. More as a manager. I don't know. I think, I think he he wanted to be, but uh, no, clearly not. I, I think we're just run by Sorry, so many coaches. I'm just inter- interjecting into the group chat at the moment, and it looks like Mattel's going to be the manager. Oh, what? Oh, where's the whiskey? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get another beer. Uh, I don't know if that's going to that's going to you know solve the issue, but there you go. Transfer. This is this, this, this is obviously a, this, is, this is obviously just a rumor, but you know if that's the case, let's see what's happened. Yeah, we have got one monumental task on our hands. I, as I say, the players' confidence is completely, completely on the floor. And has got to pick them up and they're going to pick them up quick because 
need to be ready for Saturday. Forget about Tuesday. Tuesday absolute free hit. We're going to get battered. We yep. all know we, there's no mm. chance of probably getting it at Wednesday. I'd be absolutely amazed if we get something from from that game. Um, Unless they play some youth kids. Well, I wouldn't. I don't think they'd even go that easy on us. Aaron. Give Briley a chance, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. I, you I know, the whole lot, to be honest. Yeah, I'll change yeah, things up. Moving on from, uh, well, the abject start, the board, the man, the, the management, and all that. I do have to touch on the board. Listen, you know, I'm, uh, I think they've done remarkably well with what they've done so far. To, you know, to fight off the hostile takeover. But just touching back again to my big, my big break on a uh, BBC. Uh, big match build-up. Uh, sorry, just to plug that in there one more time. Uh, <laughs> Simon came on, and for a lot of it, yes, he spoke really well. Um, but the point that did not send alarm bells ringing, but seemed a bit rookie-ish, is the fact that he spoke about the fact that we'd only had two calendar away wins uh, this year. Um, and he... about Stockdale was that he kind of looked like he knew that he get rid of him. If he knew really true, why was he given a full season, a full summer budget to go and buy whoever he wanted to be to be ejected for games? We ourselves in an absolute dire. As I keep saying, he's not going to be able to recruit many players. He's probably going to have to get people out of the door, and he might be able to get one or two in. He's going to be able to change a lot around. He's going to have to work miracles with what he's got. And it's not even a big squad either as well. Yeah, yeah. So, comes in has got an incredible tough cho- choice and I know the board are trying is absolutely hard be the big in Rochdale's history. I am not even being overdramatic. This could be, this could be a, catac- a cataclysmic mistake. Personally, it was a matter of financial decision. At the start of the season, could we afford to pay out this contract? Well, let's take a stab in the dark. Let's give him his. Let's back him. You know, let's get a good. You know, let's get a good vibe around the club. And now we're four games in. And there we go. He's gone. I think it was a financial decision at the start, um, and we've had to just take that financial decision. Whether that's left the club in ruins even more, I don't know. Um, but paying a manager out of his contract isn't going to be cheap. So, I, I think I think Robbie did. Uh, I, I might get a bit of stick for this, but I, I don't think he did that bad of a job. Really, I think he came in short notice, transfer embargo, whatever, signing players, rushing, no preseason. Yeah, yeah, yes, I'm, I'm throwing excuses at him here. But I don't, I don't think he did that bad, yes. I think that's why they've given this season, though, as well. Why yeah. Because he wants to repay the faith that he'd shown them for doing all that, and it's not worked out. And I think we all wanted it to work out, and it's just not. Stop their loss when Jake Beasley was sold. He was his only option, and he was his only go-to thing that worked. As soon as we lost Jake Beasley, it was game over. Well, that's how you do everything, isn't it? If we have to sell Jake Beasley, then... We're struggling. With, with Beasley, we sold. With Marley, we sold. With Rathbone, we sold. With Humphreys, uh, he, he left. We lost Lundy, didn't sign his contract. And um, it, oh, we're losing all, all these players. So I think he did, an, I, I think he did a decent yeah, but job. With, I, 
I'd argue is that's the adaptability of a manager, though. We've had to do all the time. You've said it yourself then that we've had to get rid of these players and move on. We've managed to at least be at least you know subpar average and get on with it. I don't this think they'll deal to with it. To me, the game where I really started to question his his tactical stuff. I think it was actually Steven and Joey last season where we were absolutely piss poor. Steven was struggling that there was a bit of uncertainty whether they were going to go down or it was going to be barreled or whatever. And the, 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 the substitutes um, he made, I think he was doing like for like changes at wing back or ever throwing the dough at wing back. Yes, he's played wing back since then, but he's never played wing back before that. Shoving Matty Dunn at left wing back or whatever, I, I didn't have a fucking clue. And then he's, he's moving Jimmy Keoway and O'Connell from the centre back position, playing him in midfield, switching it, and they're not they're just. They're, you're just not getting the best out of the play. So I think Steven Ijeway was really when I started to question his tactics. But yes, that was at the back end of the season. And for me, I thought full pre-season, gets the players he wants. He gets to implement the system he wants and so get the players in that suit that system well. I thought, you know what, we, we, we might do all right. I, I don't think we'd, we'd do brilliant. And then it's just an absolute shit show, really. And then the, the, the stats say it all, like, all season, we've we've had two big chances. We're averaging 1.6 shots on target in every game. Richard O'Donnell's had to pull out four on average four saves per match. We scored one goal. We're conceding eight. And we, we, a lot of those conceded are from set pieces. So we're just not looking at improving in training. And we're rock bottom of the football league with zero points and it's our worst start in our 100, 100 year history in the football league like we've never lost five our first five you, you absolutely hit the nail on the head and this I think it, from what I can understand I was talking about before to last season that run that we had in March April time last year where we went to Leighton Orient put in an absolutely disgusting performance and lost Played Crawley away, lost. Played, uh, I don't know if I think Stevenage was was after all that. It was. Remember it coming up at home, and he didn't even do like a pre-match press sweet statement. And I think if he didn't get the result in that game against everyone, he was gone. There was such a day that if we did, he was sacked. Now, for me, regardless of whether we got the result at Carlisle or not. Or even if you were given the chance, he should have gone. We were not progressing as a club. We were going backwards. We were looking down the table. We were looking over our shoulder to the relegation spots. Yes, in the end, we managed to do it. We managed to not get stuck uh, and get stuck in real serious relegation battle. But he didn't pull up any trees. Yes and no. I don't care who we're playing. Bristol Rovers at home, 2 0 up, you know. Cruise control of the game. They got to get a goal back. We get another one. It's three-one. At that point, you should never, ever, ever lose a game. Ball. I don't care what anyone says. There's 60 minutes on the clock. At the worst, you should get a draw. But somehow, we managed to lose. We managed to lose the game. Point. Nah, I can't be doing with this manager. I cannot be doing with him. He's he's not got a plan B. He can't change anything. He's he, he's ineffectual. Me personally, he should have gone. There was rumours obviously linked him to the Hartlepool job at the end of last season. I wish, I wish, if it was true and if it was true, we shouldn't have fought for it, we shouldn't have done anything, we should have just let him fresh start and 
someone else comes in with a brand new with the budget and recruits who they want and we get away from Stockdale not because I think he's an an awful bloke but I just don't think um yeah do you want to touch on something yeah just with the key player thing you know like you said we are used to losing key players but not that many in, in such a short turnover the way we have done since we got relegated into League Two. You know, look at some of the players we did lose. That is a lot of that's a lot of talent that you know that we've struggled to not replace. I know we've gone through a not replaced talent in the past like Mendes. But you know, to lose like someone like Rathbone who controls the midfield and then be placed under a transfer embargo and not be able to replace him, that's gonna hit you massively. Yeah, that's a fair point. There's a lot of turnover of first team players last season. So then anyone made a good point that out of all the contracts them stayed. So you lose that stability. You lose more stability of the, the familiar faces and stuff. Yes, I do we should all be bedded in by now with you know, five games into a season. So it's a bit of a poor excuse because like I say, most clubs turn over this amount of players every season. I don't know why Rochdale are being highlighted like it's something crazily different. It's just the norm for this level of football. No, it is, it is a norm to lose players, but to lose as many key players as we did and not be able to replace them, it, it is going to have a massive impact because if you're losing players that are going to, you know, that you know can affect games the way they can do, then you're fucked a little bit there, especially if you can't replace them. Yeah, but I don't, I don't buy into that either, Aaron, because yeah, go and sign who he wanted in the end. He went and got the players that he was after on the majority. That's what he said. He managed to get most of the targets that he wanted. Yeah, there might have been one or two that, you know, escaped the fishnet as it was. But that's always the case. There's but players... There's no guarantee, though, when, you, when you're buying in the players that you want, that they are going to step up and produce the same level of quality that we had from the players that's just departed. Well, why is he recruiting them, then? He should have an idea of the quality of what they are, and that's why he could bring them through the door. But we always say the same thing, don't we? You know, you're going to bring someone in, but you've no guarantee that they are going to be fantastic, and you've no idea they're going to be shit. You don't know until they start playing. That's just the that's just we have some idea though. Yeah, we have some idea of how you know we have some idea of some of them. That's just you don't need blind time players like yeah like you, you, you should know like how they play etc I just think it's a, I think it's just been a monumental mess up on all of I this season to crack to crack on with to then get rid of him so early on ultimately it did have to happen like I said but now we're just in a real real dodgy situation whoever comes in as whoever's in the building and I think Say one tough, tough ask to get just get them off the ground again with some some belief. The more point, the more it's going to play on players' minds. We haven't got anything on the board. The tougher it's going to be. The more shift and the more and more better look. So obviously, moving on from that point, I'm talking. I know it's crazy to speak about, but I genuinely think it's a real, real possibility. The fact of relegation, you know, I can't believe I'm saying it after five games, but it, it's a real, real possibility. Uh, I only the only team I see that could even be a pool, and that's only because I know that they've had a lot of issues with their ownership. 
They've sold a hell of a lot of players turnover in the squad. They look in dire straits. Only not just well, probably just as bad as us. Yes, they've got a point on, but they're in a very similar situation. Um, we need to act, and we need to act quickly and get points on. Crawley will turn it Crawley will turn it round. They have signed some, some caliber of players. Um, they will get enough. Really, I think to be safe. To got top goal scorer last season. That, that, that's a massive signing. And that, that, that's, a, that's a statement signing, in my opinion. It's like, look, we, we can attract the top players from last season. Someone like Don Telford. We'd never, ever get him. I'd be amazed if someone didn't like him. So, yeah, touch to the whole thing. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it. This could honestly have catastrophic effects you know, we as I, as, I, as I was saying earlier on in the podcast, you know, we aren't an oldham. We don't get lots of fans through the doors. If we end up in the non-league, looking at home fans a game, gonna the stadium. If we're getting that number through the door, who you know where the sponsorship from? When are people say about obviously the likelihood of obviously dropping to the national league? It's a hard league to get out of. Yes, it obviously is. We've only one automatic spot on a playoff spot. And it's like a financial implication. Club to us do 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 our play you know at time. That is just something I don't even want to think of. I just don't think we are a club that is geared up trap that low. We just haven't got the infrastructure to cope. But yeah, there it, is. Sorry, I don't. I just on. don't think there's one player in that team that will that will stay. If we no, around. no. Well, we'll be a yeah. dependent team. I, 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 I think I think you're very right. I think they've all got, you know, egos. They probably all think they're good enough. They probably are all good enough. If you if you sell them off to this club and that club and that club, and they join a club that you know a bit better off than we are, they'll probably go on and have fair, fairly decent enough career. This is obviously hypothetically speaking. I hope this doesn't happen, and I hope we get our shit together, pull out some results, and start moving up this table. And this has been a really really tough episode to record. But, you know, as I say, for all of you, you can see the passion that we all care about this club. We just want what's best for it. You know, we don't want to see situations like this with our football club. The board have done put so much hard work, so much hard work into saving us last season to find ourselves in this situation where we're almost blindsided, uh, blindsided um, and put ourselves in a real, real difficult situation. I think it begs the question of, you know, I've, you know, we got out of the situation with Bottomley and we were practically a dead club then when he was in charge. And it, I think it, it, are we out of luck? You know, have we had our, our luck for the few seasons that we've been uh, our established League One team? And is it is it finally the end where we have to go into the National League and hopefully get back out? But like you said, if we go into the National League, we won't get back out. We're not a team. I think... One team that comes to mind when, you know, dropping into the National League, Tranmere, you know, they're doing all right in League Two now. Well, not not this season, but, you know, in seasons before. Um, I I think financially, we're not a club where we can afford it. If we go into the National League, we will possibly, we'll, we'll have to shut at least one stand. I'm guessing that could be the Pearl, but... You know, I think that's a bit too early to tell, obviously, but 
it's 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 heartbreaking, you know, for us fans who are there every weekend and every Tuesday and have been fans all their life. It's it is genuinely heartbreaking. You know, my dad says if we drop into the National League, we won't get back out. Well, that's what I think. That's what all you think. So that must be an overall, you know, statement. Every Rochdale fan exactly. says it. Because, exactly. Obviously, because it's ground that we've never experienced before, obviously, as well. But you just you just don't know where you turn from. I, I, like I keep saying, I hate the point that we do not get enough fans through the door as it is. So it's true, isn't it? Yeah, you drop you drop to that level of football, it's gonna drop even it's gonna drop even I don't know how you'd practice whatnot if it got to that extent. I don't know what you do about all that. Like you say, I hadn't even thought about what you said there, Dylan, about closing one of the stands. It's ground we could afford it. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think No, exactly. But that but we we've been forced to think about it. You know, we have to think about our future and us as a club overall, you know, it, like I said, it's heartbreaking that we're actually having this conversation. Go back four seasons ago, we're in League One, established. Not, maybe not four, but, we're, we, you know, that season when we're pushing for playoffs. 17 season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Playoffs to the championship. Yeah, it's mad, it's mad. We had all the, we had all those uh, messages come out from the truck and the ball. And, yeah. Anderson bagging and, oh, it's, it is heartbreaking, honestly. Yeah, we had that's all those messages coming coming out from the board and the trust about talking about what things would be like if we if we were to get into the playoffs and get up and how the club would be set up to run and what we'd do. And now we're having a conversation about we could potentially, for the first time in our side, it's, yeah. I, I can only imagine this must be what every Oldham fan felt like. Yeah. You know, we're Oldham, Oldham, well... And even so, yes, they've had their absolute shit show themselves, but they are so better set up than, than we are. Um, JT, have you got anything to add? It's just, uh, it's yes, I don't like to listen to it, and it's something that uh, for me I really don't want to talk about because it's just, it it's just dark really, and it's it's really sad to talk about it, listen to it about how far we can actually fall if we do get relegated this season and I think that should I think that should be used as motivation to tell the players, look, get get your finger out your arse and pull out some results or else it's gonna get nasty. The fans the, the, the fans will start the the, the the attendance will decrease, decrease, decrease. And I think like you said, Tom, it'll just be like semi pro potentially because we just won't have the funds to run the club I, I don't think and Dylan makes a very good point with shutting the stands as well so I, I think everything's uh, everything's been said really yeah um, absolutely um, I, don't, I just don't want to think about it really but yeah um, Aaron anything to add I I think I said it in a post on the appreciation page the other day I'm genuinely starting to feel how Scunfort fans felt at the start of last season when they when they were favourites for relegation and it's so obvious you can just feel you can just feel it. The more the season progresses now, the more you can sort of feel it. So, I, I know it's just it's an awful feeling. It is, it is. Um, and we're sat here, you know, tonight, Saturday night. You know, we've got nothing better. I mean, listen, that that's clearly how much it affects us. You know, we're sat here on a Saturday night. You know, most of us will be doing something on a Saturday night. But I think we're all that disappointed and upset. 
frustrated at the situation that you just don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. You don't know what to say. You can't really relax because football plays such an impact in our lives. That exactly. I think it's. I know a lot of people in this in this football club that you know they graft all week. They have a shit week and they come to football and they can relax. They have a few beers with the mates and you know that's the way it is. If and and again, it's tough to have this conversation. But if we fall into national league, we run the risk of losing a football club, another one, because of. And obviously, deepen it a little bit, but it runs back to Bottomley and Co. and the EFL ownership and everything down to that. You know, I'm not I'm not lying excuses and saying saying it's you know it runs back a few seasons now, but. You can sort of pinpoint the moment where everything starts to fall apart, and I think that starts from Chris Dunphy. Exactly. I think, yeah, that is our main. That is the main reason. I, in my head, that is the main reason why the EFL ownership test, and you know, Bottomley being able to get away with what he's done and trying to do it, and he's probably sat there wherever he is now, laughing at us now, seeing us at the bottom of the league and just laughing because you know, overall, from what we've heard, this is what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sorry. thank you, Mr. Bottomley. Thank you yeah. very much. It's awesome. Destroying a, destroying a football club that's, you know, been the heart of the community for over 100 years. It's, uh, it's sad. It's sad. It really is sad. Listen, lads, it's been an absolutely, uh, it's been a tough, tough episode to record tonight. It has. It's, uh, it's played on the heartstrings very much so. And you can, I'd say, you can feel the emotion through every single, every single one of you. Um, all we can do from here is obviously, See what happens back. Whoever comes in, if it is if it is to be Dave, I wish him all the best and hope and hope that he can uh, springboard us and get us up get us up the um, the league a bit. Um, if that is to be the appointment, or whoever comes through the door for that matter. Um, and yeah, let's just hope that results turn the way that we want them to, and we can uh, progress up this league. Um, but yeah, lads, it's been a pleasure as always. I am going to try and. Lighten the mood a little bit and finish with a topic that I always finish with. Uh, Dylan, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this subject that we do at the end of every podcast, but uh, I want to know what you had for your tea tonight. Uh, I had chicken tenders and chips. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it. Is that a takeaway thing? No, no. Frozen, unfortunately. Frozen? Whoa. Even better. Even better. Straight from home. Uh, JT, what did you have for your tea? Oh, I, made, I made the curry me um, a chicken tikka. Whoa. Love it. Papa Dom's? No, no, no Papa Dom's. No naan bread or anything like that? No, no, no naan bread. Dude. I just had some, um, just some wraps of it, that's all. That's poor, it's poor. It's poor, <laughs> JT. All there. Um, Aaron, please don't say sandwiches. Uh, no, keeping with the chicken theme, we, uh, I had chicken fajita pasta. Whoa. Check you out. Love it, love it. Mexicano on that. Mm. Lovely jubbly. Well, I finished off, well, you know, we're going all over the world here. I'm going to go, I went a bit oriental, I went for the old stir fry. <laughs> Wow, very nice. Love it, love it. Nice little stuff. Yeah, but listen, lads, it's been an absolute, well, I'd say it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. It's not been a pleasure to talk about what we've had to talk about. Um, until next time, I suppose, just uh, up the Dale, lads. Up the Dale. Thank you very much. Thank you. Be your best, Elvis, at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another week of the All Dale Aren't We podcast. Until next time.